We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to the fifth episode of the Golden Bears podcast, the Bearcast. Sturdy um, Golden Bearcast. Yep, yep. And uh, now. we do have a guest today, once again, our our very first guest and our second guest. And at the rate we're going, probably our third guest. He might be our last guest, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think he might be our last guest. When this all ends. <laughs> when this is all over. When, when it's all, all said and done. It might be, uh, yeah, it might be that again. But, uh... Avi, Avi is here with us today again. Um, welcome, Avi. Hi. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great, it's great to have another person to talk to here. Me and Trace were getting a little bored with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Rob has red on his shirt, so that's not good. So. It's orange. It's it's orange. It looks it's red orange. from over it's here. It's orange. It's orange. But if you're colorblind, I don't blame you. It it might look red. A okay. little bit. But it is orange, and I um I hesitated in wearing my angel's hat, which. Right now they are Boo. they are currently losing, but um, we do need a win today to make Boo. the playoffs. So um, in my mind, that's that's in the back of my mind. Um, are they playing right now? Yeah, they're playing Texas right now. They're down yeah. by one. Last time I checked, so. they root for a lot of red teams. It's weird. It's weird. Cal is the only blue colored team I root for. It's I don't get how that happened. My high school was red and black. Same here. <laughs> yeah, my Bad. well, your team is named Redwood. <laughs> well, they have a tree also. Also, sucked, but go on. It's a red Sorry. and a tree. Yeah, so. it's the worst of both worlds. <laughs> we got I got red in that. I root for the South Korean national team for soccer. So that they're red and they're red, white, and blue basically. Well, that's national colors. That's yeah. different. Yeah, um, Manchester United is my soccer team, and they're red. Um, what's it? Uh, I root for the Angels. They're red. And then Cal's the only blue team I have. Well, I mean, I'm going to root for the Lakers, too, but they're, they're purple and gold. So what it's, about it's the a, Chargers? Oh, see, yeah. See, the Chargers are the only I mean, ones. powder. Their best uniforms are powder blue. Yeah, so. and I do love those. But that's like yeah. UNC blue. It's not yeah. It's not a Cal blue. Um, yeah. Except for maybe the darker ones. Yeah, but <laughs> we've been talking about colors for one minute. <laughs> Red and yellow and pink and green, purple and orange and blue. Yeah, but, uh, but other than that, yeah. Rainbow. So back back on topic, let's... Let's just talk about college football weekend. What a crazy weekend of college football this week. I mean... Team Chaos was at work for a while. <laughs> I mean, let me just go over the bullet points I wrote down. Michigan State barely wins. OSU barely wins or almost loses. To Indiana. To Indiana. On, on what could have been a crazy Hail Mary. I mean, it hit the receiver's hands, the throw. So Ole Miss gets demolished at, at the swamp against Florida. 
Yeah. Um, number 12, Clemson beats number three, Notre Dame. Iowa beats number 19, Wisconsin. And TCU <laughs> thoroughly dismantles Texas. I, yeah, I was watching that game yesterday morning, and TCU goes down. Travon Boykin is excellent. They throw for a touchdown. And then Texas, they go three and out on their own 13. And then they have some weird special teams issues because this – Last week it was the punter. The week before it was the kicker. Now it's the long snapper. Nobody should know who the long snapper is. Yeah. If you're doing your job, no one should know who you are. And that guy's going to be well known, and he's going to be very sad. Well, that's week. three special team mess ups over the last three weeks. So yep. the eyes of Texas are upon you. <laughs> Whoever that special team coach is, I don't know what their name well, is. Well, but... you know, mistakes are bigger deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> um, and then. Yeah, that that pretty much sums it up. Um, any of the games, you know, catch your eye, Trace or Avi? Um, just general college football. Yeah, yeah, just generally. I mean, what what about this? I mean, this weekend was in. It's just crazy. I think. Um, with all the league games starting up, a couple and of big but. shutouts in the Big Ten with uh, Michigan blanking Maryland and Northwestern blanking Minnesota. It's the only two that I really remember. Yeah. Um, Toledo is ranked. Yeah. Go Rockets. And is it Rockets? Yeah. It's, it's Rockets? Because the they're the Rockets. Team Akron's Rockets. the Zips. And Kent State is the Golden Flashes. Team Rockets blasting off. Wow. Exactly. You, you remember these obscure team names, well, don't you? Well, I, I, when I was younger, we had one of the old NCAA football. It was like uh. NCAA football 2003. <laughs> and I decided, oh, I'm going to take a non-known team to national prominence. And I decided... Kent State because they had Josh Cribbs on their team as their okay. quarterback, yeah. and I liked running around with the quarterback. So I took them to four straight national championships and moved on, and then Kent State was a perennial power getting five-star recruits for <laughs> as long as they could. It's beautiful. That's a uh, – yeah, I don't, I don't remember who I played with back in those NCAA games. I think the main theme you can take from this week is uh, no one is good. Yeah, I, I, no team is good. I think I think all teams are bad this year. No team, no team is safe. No team is safe from any type of. I mean, the the over under whatever you want to look at in terms of betting line or anything. Once again, gambling is bad. <laughs> that's a that's the thing we're aiming for that's here. Speak for yourself. <laughs> but um, but yeah, there's there's not a single team that's that's safe. Not just in the Pac-12, but the entire country. Any given uh, Sunday. Any or Saturday. Saturday or Friday night or Thursday night. Um, so now Thursday night's been pretty boring so far. But. <laughs> yeah, the inches mean everything, as it were. <laughs> All right, then um, let's let's go deeper into to our game. Um, Cal hosted Washington State. Cal was ranked number twenty-four at the time. Uh, ranked number twenty-three in the uh, it's AP and twenty-two in the coaches. coaches. So sponsored yes. by Amway, which. We have- they're useless, and the coaches' poll is useless. So yeah. So, but we have moved up. We have moved up. Yeah. Um, so Cal wins thirty-four to twenty-eight. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, give me, give you some basic stats here. Jared Goff, thirty-three completions for three hundred ninety yards, four touchdowns. Got sacked three times though. Uh, Vic Winery ran five times for forty-nine. Or 48 yards, actually. Sorry, my Most mistake. Most of that on one carry, which we'll get to. Yeah. And Luke Falk, uh, 35 completions on 300, for 389 yards and two touchdowns. Gabe Marks, 
with 10 receptions and 141 yards. For our side, though, Kenny Lawler, six receptions, 105 yards, and two and touchdowns. one great one-handed catch. Actually, both the touchdowns were Both great. the touchdowns were crazy. One was yeah. one was pure handwork. The other one yeah. was pure footwork. Dude has, like, triple XL hands, <laughs> and that's... Yeah, He's for... got a lot of lady friends, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> Moving <This is> on. <laughs> not, not safe for work. Not safe for work. Um... But yeah, guys, uh, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about the game. What what did you see from the game that caught your eye, or how did you interpret the game? I watched the same football team that I've been watching for the last three weeks. They are inconsistent, maddeningly so, and then they win. They play really weird. They play crazy for a while. They play good for a while, and then they win. They're five and zero, oh, and that's awesome. Yep, that's about what I've got. Some people just jump out and surprise you, like the uh, surprise onside kick. Oh, Lord, yeah. Matt Anderson. He redeemed himself in a lot of people's eyes today because he missed an extra point earlier in the game, and then he comes back, hits a perfect onside kick. Oh, it it hit right under the Washington State player, and it popped up right enough. Right for Powell to get in. Great play by Powell to get there, and then we score, then... It's basically no scoring from there. I mean, game collapses. I mean, that was just the game. Like, Wazoo was mostly making mistakes, and Cal was taking advantage of them. Like, when you look at the Cal special teams, you're always complaining about, like, oh, the kickoff coverage is bad. Which it is, but... We missed, the ex- we missed an extra point today. Yeah. Could have cost us. It and did. Then, it almost did. And then we meet the Washington State special teams, <laughs> which somehow finds a way to outdo anyone on any given day. And has now lost them a second game. Any given Saturday. <laughs> against Cal for the second straight year with an onside kick miss, a punt return. Let this be a lesson to you. Don't let your punter run unless his name's Tom Hackett. And it looked like a good play. Like, when you yeah. watched it, like, they had the numbers. He was going to get the first down. He was going to get the first down, but then he stopped. And, and he, he didn't know what to do. And... <laughs> yeah, I was, I was watching the Steph game. Steph got it. Yeah, I was watching that game, and then I, I remember one of our writers, Solomon Kim, I was watching with him, and the thing he said, he goes, "I don't get why that the punter hesitated. It's it's not like it's not like the punt was like weird where he then decided to run. Like it was, yeah. he knew he was going to run from the get go, but the fact that he kind of he gets the punt like acts like he's going to kick, and then takes like probably like a second and a half just to stop and decide which where he wanted to run. Clearly, he's not going to outrun any of the other special team guys." But just he just did not commit early. Not that guy, at least. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from when I was there watching practice, Brian Anger was one of the fastest guys out on the field, <laughs> which should tell you something about those teams. But yeah, yeah and Wazoo hooked a 46-yard field goal, like wide right. They're about to go up 11, and then Cal came back and scored the last two points. Yeah, uh, what people yeah. don't know is that on that play, or I mean, a lot of people who watch enough Cal football will know, but... On that specific one, if it wasn't for that Stephen McClure sack, oh dear lord! That's a great sack. Thank too. you, Art Kaufman, for dialing that's up a, the blitz on that one. That's a great one. little delayed blitz. The um, defensive lineman just opened it up for him. I didn't know Steph like could run like that. Yeah, and also if I mean, what, what was it? Uh, Looney drops back into coverage to cover the mesh route, and mm-hmm. I was, I was like, what? Wow. What is he doing? What is he doing? Dropping back into basically a QB spy position. Zone blitz. <laughs> that's man. crazy. I mean, that mesh. Mesh is the play that I thought was going to kill us, and... It did semi. It did quite a bit of damage, but it didn't kill, so I was glad about that. 
Cal turned over the ball twice in this game, and the Cal defense allowed zero points off those turnovers. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's still the stat. impressive stat. Yeah, yeah, and they were in midfield. Waller yeah. fumbled in midfield on that one, and Goff had the pick in midfield and yeah. short fields. Cal gave up no points. Let me let me pose a question to you guys. Uh, the Jared Goff interception. Um, you know, he. I was watching at home, so I saw it on TV. Um, so, you know, you see the basically the cornerback baited him into throwing it. You know, he he dropped back um, into coverage. Looked like he was about to go cover the middle of Lawler, but then drops back instead to cover Steven Anderson. Yeah. Um, so he's off his game early. Yeah. So I'm wondering is and then he kept trying to throw in that area. What what do you think his mentality was? Was it was he trying to just redeem himself was it uh he wanted to attack it and because he knows he can make that throw or uh i I think he was a it was an off game for him i think he knew he had he was gonna set the cal record today Mm -hmm. uh, for most touchdowns and are you guys hearing yeah that's fine there's just guys walking around maintenance guys to get that down early so he could just drop it and focus the rest of the game because that seems like what happened yeah i mean he was focused the rest of the game i think he started five for ten and he's completed 28 of his last 35 passes yeah so i don't think it was a big deal for him good 80 percent yeah that's the game when washington state scored the first touchdown then he drove them down the field pretty quickly to tie the game and he was pretty comfortable after that i think it, i think mostly it's a it's a function of having a new left tackle yeah aaron cochran did start over brian farley this yeah. week and he so. was he was okay he was he wasn't great but he was okay he wasn't bad I don't think. Yeah. I mean, for being a redshirt sophomore, he's six eight, three hundred forty pounds. I mean, physically, he's he's he needs he's to s- still may get a little down, but yeah. other than that, he's a big body. He's exactly what you want out of a left tackle. Yeah, <laughs> big boned, very yeah. big. So, I mean, so I mean, my, for personally, I think if he does play against Utah as well, I mean, I think having a game under his belt, a full game, definitely helps his experience. Yeah, I mean, you know, Wazoo is. Pretty good at sacking the quarterback, yeah. so getting only two sacks in that game was pretty solid. Yeah, but, uh, but Goff did have very small pockets to work with. And to complete, I believe, is about 65% of his passes. Uh, that's yeah. uh, close to 75, actually. 33 out of 45 is... Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's I, like 73, I want to say. Yeah, which is still impressive. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's let's move on. What Who impressed you, or what impressed you about this game? Uh, we'll start with Avi. Uh... For Cal, it was probably Calfani. Calfani came out, and when Blasco struggling for most of the game, Calfani yeah. came out, and he had, I think, about uh, 80 yards from scrimmage. He had, in this game, 41 yards rushing on, 41 yards catching, and 45 yards, 41 yards on the ground. So he had 82 yards overall in the game, and it was only on a, uh, about... 10 carries, 4 receptions. Yeah. So 14 touches. Yeah. I mean, 14 touches. So it was a very solid game from him when no one was getting any push. Lasco came back in his first game. Daniel Lasco came back and only had 22 yards rushing on 10, 10 carries, carries and did not play the second didn't half. Didn't play the second half. Did not play in the second half. But, you know, he stepped up and he's a good option out of the backfield. A lot more of our downfield routes were covered. Yeah. I saw. Well, I mean, he shaked. Two defenders out of yeah, their there's shoes. Some Chris Berman levels of wolf. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was insane. And Calfani, I mean, like I've always thought he had the most potential out of all of our running mm-hmm. backs. Not not in terms of NFL potential. I think Alaska is probably the most NFL ready of the running backs. But he's a, Calf- he's a speedster. He's Total a speedster. speedster. And he can he can force the defense to guard the entire field because if he can catch passes out of the backfield, 
Um, he's very he's very dangerous in open space compared to Lasko and anyone else. Which we did see t- this yeah. on Saturday. He, he's game. the last uh, running back recruited by Ron Gould. So well, he's part of that lineage. Yeah, which is I mean very on a very temporal basis because he. He recruited one, or he committed when we were in between coaches, and Coach Gold was taking up the interim mantle. Yeah. And then Sonny came in and cleared house. So. And he's doing all of this without any spring practice under his belt. No. Barely practiced in the fall. So yeah. this is very impressive from him. Yeah, running that track definitely, I think, has increased his speed, which is well. Which is keep incredible. doing you, Calfani. Keep doing you. Trace, who do you see who impressed you? Uh, let's see who impressed. I thought the continued. Good play of Kyle Cragen from the end. Release had, the Cragen. Yeah, he had two and a half sacks today. It's very impressive. Which he, admittedly, some of the sacks were from Luke Falk holding the ball for too long. Yeah. Which, but still, Cragen made the most of his opportunities, got into a good position to succeed. You know, all the little scrappy intangibles that they say about white dudes, but, and I don't know. He looks much stronger this yeah, year. Yeah, he looks stronger, quicker. Yeah. He did have mono for a year. He wasn't just really bored. So it took him down to shrunk him down, cut off all the unnecessary parts. Then he got to build himself back up, and he's built himself back up pretty damn well. And Wazoo is one of the best teams in the country coming into this game protecting the passer. Obviously, they didn't play a great schedule, but to give up seven sacks. Cal had seven sacks in this game, which is the most. Most since since against Stanford in 2005. Ten years. That was a great defense. Yes, uh, that's they, impressive. I remember that 2005 big game very fondly. My one well, of my favorite Cal quarterbacks, Steve Levy, the quarterback who would be tight end. It's actually a fullback. One of the two. Also a high school Jewish football player of the year in like 2001. <laughs> yeah. In obscure awards. Yeah, Tepper and him had a fun history. Yeah, it's like that scene in Airplane where they're looking for light reading and they hand her a pamphlet on. Famous Jewish sports stars. <laughs> uh, Steve Levy. I'm moving on. Um, let's talk about, um, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the Utah game coming up next week uh, later on in the show. But for now, what needs work? I mean, this there's, there's a lot of things, I think, that needs work going into this huge game against Utah. But let's put the first one out on the table, the O-line. Um, what in particular do you think the O-line needs to work on this this week? Um, they have a lot of things they need to work on. They haven't played a clean game since Texas. Um, they've been really struggling in keeping the pocket open for Goff. And he Goff has done amazing things. Yeah, like he's, con- his feet are so good. Yeah, that last throw to, to help clinch the game in the third quarter, the, thir- the fourth quarter, yeah. the third down and 10, where he was flushed from the pocket and somehow delivered a throw on in the middle of the field, not just to the corner. I don't get how he saw the, the defender coming out of yet was reading the plays downfield. Like, it's... It was incredible that played her to rewatch. Yeah, um, to, to find Davis to yeah. the first down, which pretty much clinched the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it was just one of those things where you just have to make do with what you've got. And uh, the offensive line did not block well in this game. Wazoo yeah. was very physical up front. They dominated the line of scrimmage. They they stopped them on fourth and short twice. And uh, they have to get the that better at that. Work. Yeah, I mean, Vic, I mean, Vic and Wary was able to run on Texas. He was not able to run on Wazoo. And it's it's going to be a problem because Wazoo is probably not a top tier defense. They were 
probably about 85th, 90th coming into this game in yeah. advanced metrics. And I don't think they're going to be that great in the Pac-12 this year. But the team next week is. Yes, and that is going to be the most physical defense we face. So And probably will face up until Stanford. Yeah, man. I, I, I think that's a big problem with the offensive line. But all, another underrated problem, I think, Trace, you could probably test to this, is uh, the linebacking play has not been particularly solid. It's It needs – well, for one, we only run about two linebackers on each play. So we're running a lot of nickel coverage with Cameron Walker at the nickel. Right. But you could but, say if, when you have the, like, the two linebackers yeah. in the middle, they're not covering their it's space very well. Filling gaps and dropping into coverage and – knowing which routes to come down on. And Washington State makes those problems for you with the, their mesh play where they run the two dudes across the middle going the opposite way. And that's always going to be a problem. It's a, all a matter of staying disciplined when it's a run play, playing down to your lane. Uh, since we have two linebackers, those guys are going to have uh, what's called spill um, responsibilities where you're supposed to spill the running back to the outside. Or you're supposed to essentially, the linebackers are supposed to tighten the lane or tighten the hole for the running back to run through. And so you have an easier job getting the running back and taking them down. Otherwise, it falls to the safety and you don't want your safety making too many tackles. Right. And I think in this game, the linebackers really struggled for most of the first half with uh, maintaining those fits. Same with some of the defensive backs. We rotated a lot of defensive backs in. And that's, yeah, that's an issue with teams that run four wide receivers. We need a little more depth back there because we were running Cedric Dozier and Falk was just picking on him for a while. Yeah, they would line up these special formations where they put Gabe Marks like in the slot and then they'd line him out to the outside. That's how he got was One of his touchdowns was where he got matched up on Dozier in a one-on-one yeah. matchup because he uh, they, they, they switched the wide receivers so that they that Dozier had to guard Marks, and Marks, yeah. got the, Marks got the edge there. Yeah, well, we got to see some playing from some freshman DVs, too, in uh, Trey Turner and Evan Rambo, which was... It was new. They, they did fine. They acquitted themselves. I didn't see anything that they did wrong. Yeah. So maybe they'll challenge for more playing time at corner. Then the good thing is, um, with the pass defense, is that there aren't that many good quarterbacks left on the schedule. Yep. So yep. we can probably be okay with that. The linebacking thing is a big concern because there are a lot of teams that like to run the football. Yeah, that that definitely is an issue. But I, you know, most of the most of the quarterbacks we're going to play now are pure pocket passers, and none of them have enough scrambling speed to, to, you know basically make something out of nothing so i think um, our defensive line i think is a pretty good spot um, we just need to clog up those run holes and i think we'll be all right moose being back was a big help this week um, very much after very much. after the struggles last yeah, we week. didn't there are some of those times where we played just three down linemen and moose was the odd man out and i didn't see why we did that yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah there was yeah when i looney played pretty well though echoing off of what trey said i mean there were times where um, we would go. I mean, our four down on the linemen, or our four linemen sets were, they were working amazingly against that Washington State O line. Yet we still went to, you know, a three line, a three men line, and we got destroyed after we dropped guys back into coverage. So they I'm, uh, so yeah, many third downs. Yeah, so I'm looking at that, going, why are we going away from something that works every single down? And yeah. trying to go drop back into coverage, we're getting pressure on him. We're sat, we sacked him seven times yesterday. Um, I th- I think this game could have been 
the difference could have been a lot larger if we had played four down a lot more oh, than yeah. three down. I think I think in some ways that's preparation for the teams that were coming up to face to have those three man rushes because um, we're going to face much better offensive lines coming forward and oh, yeah. we have to work on our pass coverage and discipline because. Um, the, core, the the safeties with, that we have back there, I mean, McClure is in there occasionally, but Luke Rubenzer was taking probably half the snaps in the second half, mm-hmm. and I mean, you have to get you have to get those guys reps because they have to be prepared for the next few weeks because they're going to be rotating in and out for like the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, and Pyatt coming back looked that definitely helped our depth um, this he weekend too. Only played a few snaps, I think. Yeah, he did. He, he did. looked He's, a little rusty think, too. Yeah, I think they're easing him into it. Um, so. I mean, if he comes back, there's more players for us to play in the secondary. So. Let's yeah. give a shout-out to Darius White for another outstanding game. Yeah, same with Damari Drew, I thought. Yeah, the game-clinching interception again, yeah. basically. Who came out of nowhere. I was watching <laughs> in the press box, and I have no idea how Drew got into that play. Like, It looked like it was going to be either a touchdown or just an incomplete pass, and then Drew was like, swooping in just out of nowhere. Yeah, I think, the, I think the wide receiver got caught off guard, shoulder. too. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, wait, wait, "Where did this guy come from?" One of those where Falk just kind of aired it out, and yeah. Drew saw it and was like then, playing center field. One yeah. of those games where you're happy that's not Connor Holiday because that's a touchdown for most people, yeah. like because he had him beat. He had the, the, the yeah. matchup he wanted. Yeah, but he under he underthrew him a little bit. Didn't hit him. In I thought strikes, he overthrew him. So. You thought he overthrew him? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, overthrew him by a lot. Like it was a ten yard over his head, so it was yeah, like that was incomplete. Uh, I thought he, I, I, you know, the way I was watching, I thought he underthrew it. That's why the receiver had to slow down. So that's why I think there was Drew mis- and got it. There might have been but, miscommunication between yeah. the quarterback and wide receiver. And also, I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think Falk saw Drew at all. No, I don't, if he didn't, I, didn't. I don't think he would have thrown in that direction if he had known that he was running over there to cover him. Um, no. <laughs> okay, so let's move on from that. Let's move on to um, your player players of the game. Uh, we'll start with Trace. Okay, there's only one I can really choose because I think if the most improbable play I've seen in a while didn't happen, then we wouldn't have won this game, and that has to be the Spearman Rhino, Vic and Larry. <laughs> I'm not sure that nickname has caught on yet. Vic the Brick. Moby Vic, the notorious VIC. Whatever you want to call him. 36. 30, 30, 36. 36. And he gets... 40 or 42 yards. I don't remember exactly what it was. But uh, I believe... 42. 42. Okay. 42. Well, that, I cannot stress how that doesn't happen ever unless you've got somebody talented. And we got a good push on that play. I think Washington State was kind of playing back a little. But they opened a good hole. He cut back. He spins off the one arm tackle. And Almost loses his balance for a split second. Yeah, and then Regains just it. makes it to the line, and everybody goes nuts. And I was actually in the stands for this game, and I was shouting. I lost my voice around that point. So <laughs> it was a great, great run. No, Vic in the post, post-game in conference uh, about that touchdown run I think was hilarious. Was, they asked him, uh, what were you thinking during the run? He's like, just get the ball and run and score <laughs> like <laughs> i was like first well, yeah, that, that, that makes sense i mean <laughs> he's open he's running for the end zone uh but yeah that that i just wanted to insert that i thought that was pretty pretty funny uh obvi for you players or player of the game well it was insane run like i think yeah. none of us expect i mean we all expected the draw play i don't know why wazoo didn't expect it they, didn't, they had five guys running it's down it's a field. tedford staple that has yeah. lasted yeah the guys just 
like the defensive backs didn't even seem to understand that like wait a minute they're running the football <laughs> for it took them like 10 seconds to get into the play and then Vic had like a clear open lane that did not giant gap that yeah. should not have existed in any way they dropped into like a prevent defense it's like they looked they thought we were going for a hail mary <laughs> Yeah, it was it was an insane play, and I think the, everyone in the press box was confused too. Uh, player of the game, um, I'm gonna assume this is non Jared Goff because Jared Goff would win Player of the Game every yeah, week. Yeah, every week. We kind of stopped giving him that one after yeah. a while. But we do the the Jared Award is always always there. Yeah, yeah. we'll ta- I'll talk about Jared in a little bit. But Stefan McClure is probably gonna be my Player of the Game. That's sack. He was he was and incredible, and yeah. he played as healthy as I thought he would play. Um, at any point in the last three years, like that's that's the stuff I thought we would see for three years at Cal if he was fully healthy. He got he tore up everything in his freshman year, and he has not been the same player since. That was the healthiest and best I've seen him play. Yeah, and he was all over the field today. He uh, had one. He had that sack. He had the force. He had the fumble recovery for the touchdown. He broke up. He broke up a critical pass, I think, in the end zone for yeah. what would have been a touchdown. Um, he was making big plays today, and that's as aggressive as I've seen him in safety. And that's with limited snaps. He had the second most tackles on the team. Yeah, I want to add something I just thought of with uh, Darius Ellensworth as well. He, I don't know what happened to him for parts of the game because he got replaced by Dozier for a while, but he forced the fumble on uh, Gabe Marks. He did. Yep. That's the second straight week he's forced a fumble on a receiver. So The secondary has played out of its mind. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know where, where it came from, but, like, White and Allensworth have just... Probably being told that you're not good enough. You suck. You're going to continue to suck. This yeah, no matter terrible. No matter what you say, like in terms of, oh, we don't read anything that happens in the media or whatnot, you you will see it. Just even just, you know, if, you, if you're wanting to check a score for another sport, like you're going to go on ESPN, you might see that article. You might click Cal and it might just show up. And I think just... They might not say they saw it, but it was there. Every, it was they're all connected with Twitter and everything, yeah. and everybody's being tagged and like say such and such had a seven yard gain, and so on and so forth. I think hiring uh, John Lovett Love as the yeah. cornerbacks yeah. coach, I think, has helped a lot because I think Burns is a good coach, but I think he's primarily a safeties guy. And yeah, I mean, his star pupil is Troy Palomalu. Yeah. So. so um, Having a cornerback guy is like help them teach out just really active ball skills. Like they're going after balls after the play. They're just very active, just even if when they're beat and they're getting, they're making plays that they weren't making this year. 18 turnovers so far by Cal, and probably half of them have been forced by the secondary. Mm-hmm. 3.6 per game. This, uh, this defense is, is impressive, and we'll talk about that um, in a little bit with the Utah game. But for now, let's talk about the other uh, Pac 12 games that happened this week. Um, for first off, uh, we'll do a little quick whip around. Um, I'll ask you guys uh, one game each. You guys just give me a, I guess, semi feeling about what the result was and everything. So we'll start with um, start with Trace. Arizona at UCLA. Arizona wins thirty eight to twenty three. ASU. Hey ASU. <laughs> People are gonna get mad Hello. at you. <laughs> you Did I say Arizona? Arizona. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I am so sorry. I wow. Just start eh, over. don't be sorry. Just start, we don't like <laughs> just start over. Start over. Arizona out. State. You know what? I'm I'm rooting for Arizona State too because they're my pick to win the Pac-12 South, and they still are my pick to win the Pac-12 South. So Arizona State, my mistake. Arizona State at UCLA. Well, you know that's it continues the trend of road teams in the Pac-12 winning, which bodes well for us next week. But 
Teams in the Pac-12 are 8-2 and two on the road this year. It's crazy. The two being the Stanford bludgeoning of Arizona in our game yesterday. But Arizona State, they just played well the whole game. Berkovici did his stuff. Josh Rosen looked like a freshman. So on and so forth. He had one great pass to DJ Foster that I remember. Yeah, well, and he had that. He had an amazing run um, that he kept. Uh, that, that was a pretty impressive run. Yeah, yeah UCLA's defense uh, is in trouble. Yeah, um, I, they have looked not They've that good for two weeks. Yeah, Miles Jack being out has Huge. just killed them. Fabian Moreau. Fabian Moreau. Vander Dose uh, gone. Those are they're probably their three best uh, NFL talent-ready uh, players. What's his name? Tackers McKinley went out with an injury partway through. Yeah, that's their pass rush. Pretty much there with Vanderdose and yeah. Tackers out. It's not looking good for them unless the next guy up just decides to to show up and play amazing. So. I mean, they're they're very talented, but they still have they don't have as much like skill position players. That they at need. some point, Jim Moore is gonna be like his dad about the playoff. So yeah. All right, on to the next one, Avi, for you. Arizona at number 18, Stanford wins at home 55-17. to Stanford's looking like uh, the best team in the Pac-12 North by miles. Um, they're just they're just looking really strong on the offensive line. They're dominating up front. Arizona looks dead. I, I feel bad for them, but this is just super regression in the mean. Um, they have lost all of their linebackers, all their starting linebackers, and their defense just got shredded. And their starting quarterback. And Solomon is out, was out last week. And that certainly plays a factor when your quarterback can't throw for crap. Well, he can only throw a 99-mile fastball. That's <laughs> He's the next Kaepernick. Yeah. Yeah, Stanford. I, I, the thing I think of that really puts Stanford over the top in the Pac-12 this year is just Christian McCaffrey's emergence. He, oh, has, been, he has been incredible, averaging 300 yards all-purpose the last two games and had probably about 200 against USC, too. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be really tough to stop for the rest of the year because that offensive line blocks so well for him and that gives Kevin Hogan, who is a good quarterback, not a great quarterback by any means, but um, you know, if in that system he works yeah. because you know he can just he knows where to find the tight ends and just make the simple throw and he has all the time I mean, in the world. If David Shaw is Draco Malfoy, uh, Kevin Hogan is either Crab or Goyle. We haven't decided which one yet. The one who the one who got arrested, or the one who uh... wasn't well, McCaffrey the other one then? Uh, McCaffrey's more the he's. I Caff- feel like he's a, one of the smarter ones that isn't quite in that little. Or is it Blake Martinez that's the other one? Yeah. <laughs> Blake yeah. Martinez is Snape. We already know. We already know what's going on there. <laughs> okay, um, I guess we'll go to Trace for the last one. Oregon um, at Colorado. Oregon wins 41 to 24. This was a close game for a while. <laughs> yeah, it was 17-17 at halftime. But then Oregon realized, hey, we can run the ball and keep running the ball and keep running the ball until they try and stop us. And Colorado didn't. I feel bad because that uh, Folsom Field, that gets so cold after about May 7. And they were going until 2 o'clock Eastern, about 11 o'clock here. In the rain. In the rain. And with lightning storms. Yeah, there were, there was no thunderstruck. There. Shout out to Colorado, who uh, still can't get out of their own way. They had the nope. turnover in their red zone, a turnover in the other red zone, and I think a third turnover in their red zone. And that just ended their, their chances. You can't play yeah. that way against Oregon. Oregon changed their quarterback twice this game, which was really weird to see. Taylor um, Alley! Yeah! yeah Taylor the best Alley of the played. home improvement sons. 
It was funny to see how they went with Taylor Alley, and then when they got up to 41-24, they switched back to Lockie. <laughs> it was like, here, uh, here, yeah. Jeff, bring it home. Yeah, <laughs> be the game manager that you are. Um, so yeah, Oregon is a is a team that um, I don't know. I think I think they just have to give Marcus Mariota a Heisman Trophy every time. One They're these, like John Cusack outside every, of his window. Every time they box <laughs> in your eyes. Every Light time they the heat. Every time they fall by in Colorado. So two more Heisman's for Marcus, I think, after yesterday's performance. Yeah, I mean, hey, if your quarterbacks aren't throwing touchdowns, why not make Braylon Addison start throwing touchdowns? So yeah. It yeah, worked. They're, they're, it worked. It worked for them. Colin Peter Gabriel up there in Eugene. <laughs> so that's why I said they're throwing to Braylon Addison, which is a mistake because Braylon Addison is not throwing the football. Yeah, and you can just run with Royce Freeman and whoever else they've recruited to be part of their super duper backfield. Yep. So, all right. Um, that sums it up, really. That's, that sums up this week. Uh, let's move on to next week. Uh, we'll talk about the other Pac-12 games first, and then we'll do the same thing with the group around. Um, Avi, we'll start with you Thursday night. Uh, at 6 p.m. on ESPN, Washington at USC. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, I think it's strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness. Um, the USC defense is good, but you know they haven't really been tested. They weren't really tested last week against ASU. They kind of self-destructed on their own. Um, so I think I think USC should win handily, but how that defense performs against uh, the USC offense is going to be very a very compelling matchup because I think. Kessler hasn't really done well against physical defenses. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to how that happens and how the skill position players can do against uh, the Husky defense. It'll be a good comparison to see how USC and Cal performed, especially since USC is at home and should win this game. Okay. Um, and then on to Saturday. There's no Friday night game. Uh, Trace, for you, Oregon State at Arizona on 1 p.m. on FS1. The battle of the basement, as it were. Well, that's a little mean. They're not quite at the basement. But Oregon State, though, I don't know what to expect at all. Yeah. I uh, Has Oregon State really done anything so far this year? I don't know. No, but they like both they have, have quarterbacks that can't throw but can run really well. So we'll be getting – it'll be like watching the service academies. Whichever one fumbles last is the one that's going to lose. So Arizona is currently 17-point favorites, I think. Well, that's probably too high of a line. I would take the, uh, I'd take Oregon State plus seventeen again. Kids, don't gamble, Can't unless they want you to. Yeah, it's actually a battle of worst versus worst. Oregon State's offense versus Arizona's defense. Probably two of the worst units in the Pac-12, and what a something's got to give. Yeah, what is life? A stoppable force meets a movable object. <laughs> Next on planet Earth. <laughs> yep. All right, on to the next one uh, for you, Avi. Washington State at Oregon, 3 p.m. on Pac-12 Network. Oregon's favored by 20 points in this game, and I'm still confused as to why. Again, too high. Um, that wazoo, kids. This is Washington State's air raid against that Oregon secondary, which has been shredded over and over the last three weeks. Um, I mean, I like I like the matchup for, for Washington State to pull up an upset, but... Yeah, if Oregon doesn't have a court, if, it all depends on if Vernon Adams is back and healthy because even though he isn't a great quarterback, he's the only one who can run the offense even semi-efficiently. Yeah, he's the only one who can really throw the ball for them, tuck it deep. Yeah. Maybe well, they can reanimate Rex Grossman. I think Oregon's going to have to go option in this game. Just yeah. run straight, run, run the run, run. Do it. That's the Forrest Gump offense. If you can, 
keep running. <laughs> running on empty. <laughs> All right, the last one for you, Trace. Colorado at ASU, 7 p.m. on Pac-12 Networks. You really got the good ones, Trace. Oh, yeah. yes, I do. Uh, the teams that I really don't know too much about. <laughs> but I think Arizona State should win handily. Uh, they, they have a much more competent offense than Colorado does. Uh, I don't know. It was... When I was watching Colorado Oregon, it was just frustrating to watch them do their things because they've got some good players. Nelson Spruce is good. This uh, they're running back Christian Powell's looking like he could be a force to be reckoned with in the future, but it's just inconsistent. It's like they took two jigsaw puzzles and combined them, and then shook them together and threw away about a quarter of the pieces, <laughs> and it doesn't work too well yet. But they'll get there. Now Just watch, not yet. Now watch three of these cellar dwellers win on the road because that's what Pac-12 teams are doing this year. That's what the entire college football season is, right? Yeah. The, the road team winning and the underdog also winning. It's the road warriors. We're going Mad Max. We're already running out of water. so Pretty much. We're going to just have pale people and Raider fans pretty much. <laughs> and all we'll be left with are Matt Damon being trapped in space. Yes. The Martian. And Tom Hardy being... Tom Hardy put on like <laughs> cross while some dude with a weird guitar car drives behind him. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's it move was a good on. Movie. It was a really good movie. That was I really did like that movie. Let's move on to the oh dear lord. Um, game day. Ga- college ESPN college game day at Salt Lake City. Corso is gonna pick us because he's crazy. Yeah. For Cal number twenty two Cal at number seven. Seven uh, five. and five. Five, seven, and five. I think they're they're two different, right? On different. They're seven and one, five and another. Yeah. Five versus twenty-three. Five versus twenty-three. AP poll at Cal at twenty-three. Coaches poll had us at twenty-two. Why can't we mix and match it so we can have a higher a number? <laughs> ESPN had Cal at twenty-three. Utah at one. Let's play the number one team in the country this week. <laughs> okay. Taken right. down down there, Rice Eccles. <laughs> it's a it's a primetime game too. Seven p.m. on ESPN. All right, guys, let's talk about this. Um, Trace, let's start with Trace. Um, what do we hope to see? Uh, <laughs> do you really want to ask me about hope? Yes, yes. Because I'm the biggest homer I know, so I'm just hoping for Wait a victory. A Wait, what? What? <laughs> I'm Trace is the biggest homer we We know? have two homers in this podcast right now, um, so... This I don't I don't know who to ask first, but I I, I think Ch- Trace has a little bit more hope, a little bit more optimism than Avi. So yeah, I have a I'm lot a... of optimism here. I sell optimism on the weekends. So I'm gonna go with Trace. But yeah, I hope to just see a victory. The weak point for Utah this year has been their secondary. So they've played some close games against uh, Utah State, Michigan, who didn't have. I mean, Utah State had a decent quarterback, to, but no one to the caliber that Jared Goff is right now. And if he, we can give him a little bit of time, we can shred him apart. And if this is going for what we hope, we win by two touchdowns, like uh, a la Michigan State in 2002, where the chant was, uh, I think, 74,000 disappointed fans or 72,000 disappointed fans, and just leave them all disappointed. Corso picks us. He goes nuts with Oski in the pregame, and uh, Herb Street kind of laughs at him. They have good tailgate platter. I don't know. <laughs> All right, what about for you, Avi? What do you get in a tailgate in Salt Lake City? Uh, salt from the lake. <laughs> Things that are salted. in a city. Do they barbecue <laughs> in Salt Lake? 
I don't know. Or is it very tame? Because I know they can't uh, cook with wine. They can't no. cook with liquor of any sort. So what's, why are they... what's Salt Lake City's like big food? I do don't they know. have? Do they? I've one girl who I knew from Salt Lake City, but I'd have to ask her. All I know about Utah is do? from the Book of Mormon. So I was. <laughs> I have. They I'm, don't like Mormons at the University of Utah. That is true. That is one common misconception. So Cal fans, if you're going to game day. Do not make signs about Mormons because there are no Mormons in Utah. Unless Ladies and gentlemen, wanna, that's BYU. That's not Unless Utah. you want to make fun of BYU, that'll be much appreciated. In fact, here, I'm going to lay this out for any Utah people listening to this. Let's be very cordial with each other. Cal fans don't make signs about Utah. Utah fans don't make signs about Cal. Let's just mock the rest of the Pac-12 and BYU. Mostly BYU because they're an easy target. Can we add Stanford to that list? Yeah. Well, the rest of the Pac-12. Yeah. BYU, middle-age crisis. Exactly. Actually, quarter-life crisis. Sorry. Exactly. Got to be accurate. 25-year-old BYU. (laughs) All right. So back to Avi. Back to our point. Um, What do you hope to see? Can you drink Mountain Dew on a mission? I don't think so. Like, I watched the Book of Mormon, and I wasn't sure, like... It's caffeine. Of course, the Book of Mormon is so accurate to the history of Mormonism. Um, Well... Elder Tanner Magnum, if you're listening... Probably not, but we'll put it out there. But yeah, so all right. So Avi, what do you what do you expect or what do you hope to see Uh, from Cal? um, I think the critical thing for Cal is that they have to reestablish dominance on the line um, because Utah is going to be the best team they face on either side of the line this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Utah is very physical and strong up front. That's how they handled Michigan. A team which has probably got good talent up front and on both sides and kind of just took the game away from them just by keeping um, the quarterback in the pocket and containing him from making moves on the outside. So in this game, it's going to be critical for Cal to establish any sort of run game. They can't, they can't do what they did against Wazoo in the first half and kind of flail around for, a quarter, for most of the first half and only end up with like 13 points. Um, and on the other side, the defense has been pretty good at getting to the quarterback, but Travis Wilson's not the type of quarterback who you can like contain and just and just hope that he'll be he'll be good to good to go because he's, he's a baby giraffe. He's a baby giraffe, just like Alex Morgan. So yeah. Oh wait, Brandon Belt, <laughs> baby horse. That's what her name nickname yeah. was. Brandon Belt's the other baby giraffe. Yeah. Oh yeah, Brandon Belt, my favorite giant. But, yeah, I agree entirely. You have to get some pressure on him, on Travis Wilson and contain Devontae Booker. That's the biggest issue that we're going to face is that he's an all-star. He's an all-pro. Can we can we go one up that and say we just got to contain their zone read? Yeah, let's, let's do that. And just stay disciplined, stay in your assignments, get off blocks, you know. The whole shebang. Devontae Booker will be the best running back we face this year, too. Yes. Um, he's very complete. He's got a complete three-tool running back. He, he runs probably, I think. He's got home run ability. He's got yeah. home run ability. He can, go, he can go to the house at any time. Hell, he, he can, can throw the ball. Yeah, he can throw the ball. He can pass oh, out of oh back. Lord. He's a five-tool court running back. So he's one of those guys you have to just game plan against all game. Utah had a bye week, too, so they'll have plenty of time to look at all of Cal's tape and figure out the weaknesses in our defense. Uh, it's a really bad matchup for Cal this week because yeah. they just don't 
they've kind of been flailing around and winning games at the last second, which is nice, but these are not the best teams Cal will face this year. So they've gotten their 5-0, and but they're going to they're gonna have to amp their game up for 6-0. and Yeah, Tony Franklin's going to have to slip the Utah guys something that he got from People's Park. <laughs> no, I don't think Tony uses drugs, and I'm not sure... He doesn't you... use them, but he may acquire them for... <laughs> Recreational purposes. purposes. Why do you think he got blacklisted? Well, I don't know where you get your rumors from, <laughs> but I I'm thought so- he was just a weird guy. I'm sorry, Tony. We still want you on our show. No, he's a happy guy. I yeah. like him. All right, let's let's move on. Um, back to you, Avi. What do we expect to see? Um, what we expect? I mean, I think Utah is probably the dominant team in this game. They're probably we match up very poorly with them in terms of. Like we just don't have we don't have the talent up front to like, personal and, personnel and scheme. Yeah, I mean their defense is is totally designed to shut down a pass offense like ours. Um, now the thing is the thing that's weird about this game is Utah's biggest weirdest loss last year was to Washington State at home. Yeah, twenty eight twenty seven, and Utah it was it wasn't that close. Like Utah came back at the last minute to make, to make it, it close to make it close, but. So they do have the ability, if Goff can get some deep balls going, if he can get enough time in the pocket and, and, and just make magic happen. Like, he'll have to have his best game at Cal. Like, I think he played really well in that Texas game um, to, to put us up 45-24. But he needs to be near perfect this weekend. Yeah, he has to play pretty much his best game since he's been here because um, I don't see any other way like you, to stretch and like dismantle this Utah defense. Like, they haven't really shown any weakness up to this point no and it's gotta be it's gotta be just a sublime performance from him like he has to play his best game yeah what about for you trace uh what i expect is i echo those sentiments i i don't know what to we're gonna have to worry about jared norris because he's their skilled dude up the middle and the way that their defense is designed is for the uh, linebackers to make plays they have the big Defensive linemen usually a lot, they recruit a lot of big Samoan dudes to Lotulele. Yes, all the Lotuleles. We have to find out what the Mormon Samoan thing is all about because uh, I the, think that's missionary yeah. stuff. I don't know. I choose not to. Know. We have to wonder if it was for football purposes. Or... Yeah, <laughs> is that a recruiting violation? Uh, I don't know. Either that or pro wrestling purposes, but I don't think they'd be too big on that in Provo. But. What I expect is that they'll they'll clog up the middle pretty well. We need to work on doing something else on fourth and short to combat that. Because there will be situations when we get in fourth and short. And we just need to stop them. I say bootleg with a little uh, Steven Anderson delayed uh, bench route on the outside. And another guy coming across on the top. And yep. then you can see if you'll get it on that. But... It's going to be tough. They're going to clog up the middle pretty well. And one thing we struggled with last year against USC was, uh, uh, what's his name, clogging up the middle. They're Leonard Williams. Oh, yeah. Clogging up the middle on every play. Whew. Yeah. yeah. Utah, I think, graduated their big uh, defensive lineman. I forget his name. But yeah. um, they're, still, they're still very physical. Yeah, Lotulele will still be an issue. Oh, yeah. There's another Lotulele, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, the younger brother. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> they yeah. lost their... Best pass rusher last year. Yes. Um, and uh, Nate Orchard. Orchard, yes, that's the name. Um, he was a beast last year. Changed those UCLA and USC games. That man is a different different like type of football player. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Well, the thing, yeah, the thing about Utah is that they, they beat Stanford, they beat USC, and they beat UCLA last year. And those are three big, physical, tough teams. Well, they almost beat Oregon, too, if it weren't for, I think, the like fumble. Clay missed yeah, the, the drop, the, the Deshaun Jackson part, two. Yeah, the only thing that gives Utah trouble is really speed on the outside. like Because they don't have like the overall speed to like combat. So I think this is a big, big game for Calfani. Like he has to have another big impact performance and force Utah to stretch the field left and right. Trevor Davis. Trevor Davis has to. This is, has to be a breakout game for him. He hasn't Just done run much. Streaks all day. Hasn't done much in the first couple of games. Just run, Trevor, run. Yep. And Daniel. I mean, Daniel. This has to be the game he breaks out. Daniel hasn't done anything a lot in the first five games. I think Glasgow has probably not even hit 300 yards rushing this season no he hasn't hit 200 yeah he is he has been a non-factor the first five games and it's a miracle that we're five and oh with nothing from our starting running back um so you need to have you need to have some impact in the running game to force utah off the field for as long as possible and just keep the ball away and force the utah offense to win the game which they don't want they don't want to do they don't want the utah offense to have to be making plays to win the game um because they can, but it's going to be much harder for them to to pull it out. Yeah. The one thing that is the one thing I do want to mention is Cal and Utah are pretty much mirror opposites in the fact that they almost seem genetically impossible to win by more than seven points. Yeah. That Oregon game is so weird because they've never won a game by more than seven they points in the Pac-12. They just put the foot on the throat and started. And they never looked back. Twisting their shoe. Yep. Yeah. It was yeah. it was one of those games, and I guess special teams. Yeah. This might be the game. <laughs> <laughs> good punter, good punter, good kicker, good pet, good. Just oh man, they're 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 solid all around. Um, all right, so we kind of we kind of touched on that, um, but we'll we'll go to Trace first. Uh, who are you looking out for in this game? Who are the guys? Well, let's see. I'm gonna say spotlighted on Michael Barton. Okay, just since we have had trouble with linebackers. And just how they're going to contain the uh, zone read for this week is going to be on the linebackers for the most part. So May will play some more base 4-3, which would be nice. I prefer when we can play a little more 4-3 and just have more guys in the box to stop the run. Cal played more 4-3 against Washington, and they played a lot better. Yeah, I, I thought say. it looked so much better, and you can run so many different blitz looks from that aside from... The 4-2 where you usually have to sacrifice your nickel guy to rush in. Which Cam Walker's been doing a great job of. Yes. But yeah, but it doesn't I look like we'll like be having that. to play much nickel in this Utah game anyways. So. Good. We'll probably play a little bit. Um, I you? think, yeah, for the, well, just one, just to add on what, to what Trey says. The linebacking core, um, they have to make more plays. I think Barton's been the most physical guy. Um, well, Hardy's come up big when we needed a big play yeah, in terms of linebacking core. But been good at making stops. He's, yeah. he's been good. Hardy's kind of more of an inconsistent guy just because he isn't quite as athletic as the rest of our linebackers. Not as court. good at pass protection. Yeah. Um, or pass. Pass rushing. Dropping. Yeah. Um, I think the I think the wide receiver matchup will be important. Kenneth Scott is a pretty reliable one on one guy. Um, Wilson will go to him a lot. And on the other side, Dominic Hatfield, who uh, was suspended, then came back and has made some pretty impressive plays for Utah, is going to be just super critical. Like, Goff has to win some one-on-one matchups with him and Lawler, who I expect to match up. Luckily, we have no McCoys to match up with him. Yes, <laughs> that is true. There, were no, there are no McCoys in this game. 
but I would do recommend the History Channel documentary on yes. Hatfields and McCoys. <laughs> it's a lovely piece of work. Yeah, um, and also, I mean, the big, the big, the big question is going to be interior pass protection. I think no, the yeah. guards are going to be have to play a great game against the Utah linebackers, Rigsby and Barrio. Um, I've been playing pretty good, I would Brian say. has been solid. Rigsby's been pretty solid. He's a better guard than he is a tackle. Yeah, they're both they're both in the natural positions. They've been playing pretty well. But they'll be playing they'll be having to watch the linebacking blitzing in this game. Yeah, they gotta call out the, the stunt blitzes and all that really well and be very, very um I don't know how to say it, uh they gotta communicate a lot better too. Yeah, there's gotta be there's gotta be a lot more um communication between the line in this yeah. game um it's the key the whole season especially the next three weeks yeah um so trace your prediction for the utah game 31 to 30 i'm not saying who wins i don't know <laughs> i think it's just going to be very close i'm hoping we win but i'm a little doubtful at this point but i think if we do it'll be 31 to 30 i'll be I'll probably make a pick later in the week, so I'm going to defer to you, Rob. Uh, my guess is uh, 27-23. Last went on a went on a game-winning touchdown. Who? Let's see. I haven't decided that yet either. So we have two scores here, and we have no results as to who has <laughs> won either game. Fuck it, I'm picking the upset. Cal's winning. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Trace? I'm with you on this one. Cal's winning. <laughs> Perfect. I apologize for the language. Yeah. Just to say, just, just an early prediction. I don't. I think this is going to be a blowout. But oh, you think it's going to be a blowout? I think it's going to be. A blowout. You don't know which side yet, but you think it's going to be a blowout? Yeah. Okay. okay. Wow. I I I don't know. I, will there be? A, do you think there are going to be a lot of people that say this will be a blowout? I think you're yes. going to be one of the there's few people. Kind of, no, there's. You I've seen so? a lot of scuttlebutt saying that there's going to be quite a few. Wow. All right, then. Um, that's it. Uh, so, once again, that game is on uh, ESPN at 7 p.m. this coming Saturday. Go oh, bother Kirk Herb oh, Street if you can find him. Boy, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, get your tailgating parties at home with and viewing parties all ready to go. Uh, 6 a.m., buddies. Yeah, on uh, for ESPN game day. Then take a nap for Big Ten, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Big Ten um, so let's go on to some of the other sports. Um, let's uh, Men's basketball and women's basketball, first off. Uh, there's an event on the 19th of it's this month. on the 16th. Oh, 16th. I, yeah, it's a Friday. My mistake. I I actually knew that. I just, Way to send people to Haas for no reason, Rob. <laughs> I am so sorry. That's yeah, fun. October 16th, Friday, 2015. Um, there is a Hoops Hysteria event where you can meet the men's and women's team, win prizes. They're having something out in um, the plaza area right in front of Haas yeah, before. Down and then, there in Speaker. Yep, and then they'll move in to Haas. You, you can go in. You'll get to see the new video board if you haven't gone to see it yet for all the volleyball games. But Pretty cool. Yeah, you'll get to see everything. Um, and so, yeah, that sounds like a pretty cool event. I'll probably yeah. be there, Trace. Maybe. I'll try and make it over there. Yeah. No, I probably will. This, yeah. will be a pretty, this yeah. is pretty much our de facto midnight madness, I would say. Yeah. yeah. And you get um, to see Rab and Jalen Brown. And actually, the women's team just got a commitment from a player named Jalen Brown. <laughs> yeah. You should mention that. that just, just, we just changed the E. We just moved the E ahead. I, yeah. looked, at the, I looked at the spelling. And Jalen, it's uh, for the Cal men's team, it's J A Y L E N. For the women's team, I think it's J A E L Y N. Yeah. He, <laughs> You flip them around. <laughs> yeah. The lion knee. All we need is Sunny Dykstra and get some Sunny Delight, and we're all good to go. Oh, oh yes. Lord. Um, yeah, so... Uh, some good OJ. Yeah, if you can come out to that, that'd be uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, I think it, they did say it starts at 7 or 6. 
you know what? I'll I'll talk about it again next week. We've got two more weeks. We'll look it up. Yeah, and that's in the buy anyway, so you have um, no excuse not to come. Yeah, uh, unless you have actual things to do <laughs> that are important to your well-being, and do those on a Friday night. Think yes. about this: you will never see this basketball team again. Yep. Well, at the beginning wait, of the what? season. <laughs> You will never. Well, that's the case with anything, isn't it? You will never see anything at the exact moment again. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Like I will never say these words at this exact moment again. It's the case for New York Times Square nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Why so many people wait in line for seventy-five hours? All right, let's let's move on. Uh, women's soccer this week. Uh, they lost both games this week. They lost uh, in double oh. overtime, and they lost one um, zero on Friday as well. Men's water polo. Uh, they won their two games this week. Beat Concordia nineteen to four. Beat Fresno Pacific twenty five to ten. Fresno Pacific. Yeah. Is that a school? I don't know, but that's what it said on the Cal Bears website. And I'm gonna read it as if because I don't want to. If it is a name of a college, I don't want to screw it up. So is it like a combined team of Fresno and Pacific. Pacific. <laughs> um, also, uh, the women's volleyball team. They lost both games. They lost to UC, uh, UCLA at home three three zero. Lost to Arizona on Friday three to one. Steve Kerr, so conflicted. Yeah, um, and Probably also, not. <laughs> no, he likes his kid. Yeah. Um, also, field hockey, I think, is playing UC Davis right now. Cal men's soccer plays Stanford tonight on Pac-12 Networks. I think at four. What is um, that called? Is it like the big kick or whatnot? It's or? the it's the Bay Area Derby. Ah. Yeah. That makes no sense. Because. Uh, in in professional soccer, okay. if rivals Educate from the me. rivals from the same city when they play, it's called a derby, or in English terms, a derby. Okay, Trace, it's, um, it's like hockey on grass. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought but, field hockey was hockey on grass. <laughs> Could be field hockey is roller hockey on grass. I don't know. I'm a terrible skater either way. So it's um, like football without hands. But yeah, those those are the uh, main sports events uh, from this past week. We'll go over more. It's next like week. marching band without instruments and with a ball. Um, and just to close close this out today, uh, hey Trace, uh, last week we did send out something in our podcast. We said, "Please send us your funniest cow memory that you've ever had." We got an email. Yes, and it's a two pager. I'm impressed. Thank you. Uh, he he wins by default, Jeremy. You're a good dude, Jeremy. Jeremy, you're an awesome dude. And you know, the week before, Christopher sent his email too. So, Jeremy, uh, thank you for this. Um, this is, I did read this story from, from the first sentence to the very last sentence, and it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. There's a big backstory behind this, but I'm just going to go on to the main part of the story just for time's sake. I'm sorry, Jeremy, but yeah, you, this, this was, I, 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 I literally laughed out loud for this one. Just happy about it, dude. <laughs> it's good to have family that has, uh, kind of intro, I'll say this indoctrinated you into... <laughs> Cal football because I don't think there's too many other ways to get in it. <laughs> yeah, so let me just uh, let me just read you this funny story for all our other listeners. You, I think I think everyone will have a good laugh. Uh, my funniest and first Cal football memory was when I was very young, let's say between four and seven years old. The game was against USC. My great grandfather always brought binoculars to the game and he let me use them. Being as young as I was, I was much more interested in everything else going down on the field than what was really going on in the game. I was scanning around the sidelines with a binocular and I paused on the USC cheerleaders. 
Immediately, I felt a blunt force hit me in the back of my head. My head was forced forward so hard that the binoculars jammed into my eye sockets, and I can remember the pain in my eyeballs. He remembers this pain when he was between the ages of four and seven, so this must have hurt a lot. Okay, um, and I then turned around to see my great grandmother had hit me in the back of my head. She looked at me and said, "Watch the game," and just turned her head toward back toward the field to continue watching the game. As I was way young to even realize what I was looking at. Unfortunately, to this day, whenever I see those USC sweaters on their cheerleaders, I think of my great grandmother. Oh, that. <laughs> well, just think of their uh, they're doing the beat for victory. They're they're also motioning towards the two songs that their band knows. Yeah. So. I'm going to give Jeremy the benefit of the doubt when he was four and seven, and I would I will say he wasn't looking at the cheerleaders. He was looking at their hand motions. Yeah. Made the pom-poms. Yeah. I don't know. People know nothing about kids. Yeah, it's yeah. very col- – he was looking at very colorful things. It yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to – Then why would right? he be looking at the USC band playing a beautiful song for the 15th time in a row? No, but he wasn't looking at the band. He was looking at the cheerleaders on the field. So – this Maybe the red is color the was very song they know. It's boring and it's slow. <laughs> really wish you go. So yes, away. so yes, Jeremy, uh, we will get in contact with you. You did win the Cal football decal for your car. Contest. <laughs> I don't want to say you won by default, but you did win by default um, because because neither of us have too great of a funny story. Yeah, do we? Um. Do you? I'll have to think about it. I don't. I can't remember too many of them. Uh, yeah, no. I remember falling asleep at a big game when I was six or seven. Yeah, I remember I, funny stories that happened at Cal, um, yeah. but I don't necessarily remember any funny stories that happened at a game. Oh. Um, so. Yeah, when we were bad in the uh, affectionately known years as the Homocaust, I f- fell asleep at a big game. Woke up, we were down by 30, I want to say, and I was like, uh, okay, I'll go back down. And these are on the old wood benches in Stanford Stadium. Just That place was horrible, still is horrible, but it was worse then. Well, the thing about Cal is like it's hard to find many memories that are funny because most of our memories are etched in darkness and sadness. So, usually it's, so it's usually a Coen Brothers kind of funny in terms of like <laughs> someone's hand has been chopped off. Or someone has been horribly maimed. It's like that scene mentally. in Boondock Saints where they have the cat on the table and they hit the table and goes off and <laughs> so, they so kill the cat. Yeah. When I think of funny, I think of the end of the 2010 season when Washington wins on the final play of the game and to end our season. And then Chariots of Fire starts playing because they're closing Memorial Stadium, Stadium. and the Chancellor's giving a speech. Sandy, Sandy Barber is giving a speech. And there's probably like 500 people who are left watching them give the speech because no one cares. <laughs> I was working at that game and I got the hell out of there. And this is happening while the Washington while the Washington players are still cheering on the on the like the left corner of the southwest. Yeah, with their fans. With their fans. Yeah, they just made a bowl game, and all these Cal these poor Cal fans are just like, what what's going on? And they're tearing up the benches too because they're. They know Memorial Stadium's getting torn down, so some of them are trying to take benches and leave at the and same time. And you can get your uh, good reclaimed wood furniture at the Wooden Duck on the East Shore Freeway. <laughs> oh, fancy plug-in, Trace. Do you get money for this? No. <sighs> Sponsorships. Sponsorship. We're working on it. Wooden Duck people, you hear me <laughs> right now. Um, I want a bench. <laughs> I need a decor- decorative end table. 
You guys have no funny memories of Cal? Are you sure? Um, At a Cal game in particular? No. I mean, I remember being drenched in the in the rain in my freshman year against yeah, USC. That, that that was that was the funniest of funny games because we lost Hello to USC. Darkness, my old friend. But we had a shot at winning that game, and it's just Javid Best with that fumble and like was it the four yard line or whatever that that was huge. Yeah. Um, I remember Forsett having a great game, and those jerseys we should wear those again to take the stink off of them from that game, but. Was that the Joe Roth jerseys? Yes, those oh. were the best looking those, jerseys. Oh we've my ever goodness! Worn. Yeah, I purchased one of those as soon as I saw them go up for sale. So that was really worth it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can't think of one right now. Um, I guess, I guess I'll try to think of one for next week. I still one about Steve Levy. Uh, he got suspended for the beginning of the 2006 season for uh, I believe it was for he threw a beer mug at somebody's head. <laughs> And our old joke was, if it were Joe Ayub, he would have missed. So. Oh, wait, what am I? How am I forgetting Marshawn? Oh, Almost yeah. every funny memory I have of Cal football involves Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. And See, but I never saw him play. But oh. no, I'm. I'm See, that's my thing. You missed a good time. Yeah. Like I was in the fifth row when Marshawn drove the cart, and <laughs> it was amazing. That was it a was, great one. I mean, it looks so good on TV, but it's even more amazing to watch. Like, wait a minute, someone's driving the cart, and we're like all celebrating at the same time, and. And you see, wait a minute, is that Marshawn? <laughs> is Marshawn driving a car to us? And then you think, of course, of that's the only guy it could be at this point. And this is after his best game at Cal, where he yeah. like single-handedly he carries, carried it. Ca- carries the Cal team to victory. And, and then Desmond Bishop sealed it yeah. that day. But Marshawn, on two sprained ankles, I think. Yeah, he was, he was <laughs> hurt, banged up, and he was... Three touchdowns, 150 yards. Yeah, and Washington had a Hail Mary in that game to yeah, tie it. Worked. Yeah, It was one of the craziest football games, and... Of course, it ends with Marshawn just serenading the student section. Ghost riding the whip. Ghost ride. Ghost ride. Was, was that song out then? I don't know. Like, I feel that was like right before. And then a yeah. number of montages came out with yeah. that, that sing to it. Yeah. So that was the dawn of YouTube, too. <laughs> Oklahoma City, baby. Yeah. Oklahoma City. Um, all right. 4-7 so... shining. <laughs> that pretty much uh, ends our podcast today. Uh, once again, you can... Tweet at us um, at GoldenBlogs. Email us at GoldenBlogs at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at Rob11HWANG. You can tweet at Trace at... TraceTravers3. Um, Sorry about that. The number not not spelled out. Um, you can find us on CaliforniaGoldenBlogs.com. You can also find Avi on PacificTakes.com or his Twitter handle, which is at... Avinash Kunath, which no one can spell, so just look for Pacific Takes or Golden Blogs. You'll see my tweets eventually. Eventually. Somehow. Click yeah. a few articles and you'll you'll see him somehow. You'll find it. He's yeah. all over Pacific Takes. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, just to end, um, do we want to have another contest next week? Um, I don't know. I haven't actually thought about this. <laughs> um, Avi, do you have any recommendations on what the, the listeners should email us about? I have a good one if you don't have one. Hmm. Well, you go first. Uh, your best anti-Stanford joke. Ooh, that's a good one. Is it one per? Is it one entry per email? No. No. I want to hear as many of these as you can send out. And Please we will send us some. We will read these on the air. Yeah, I will read all of them. Yeah. My best deep voice. <laughs> and not laughing voice. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Straight face. Uh, but no, well, let me see. That's that's pretty good. I that's would say. a pretty good one. Um, I would recommend just anything 
because our next opponent will be UCLA. I would recommend anything that, you know, that UCLA might have stolen from Cal. And don't think of just the obvious things, the fight song. The colors, the, the colors, mascot. The mascot, um, the cheerleaders, anything. The baby brothers, the kids who were swayed the wrong so, way. So we should ask people to explain why we should dislike UCLA. Uh, yeah, well, what what else they have stolen from us? Think of it as the old, the whose line is it anyway? Scenes what have they hat. stolen from you? Scenes from a hat. Scenes Things from a hat. UCLA there you go. has oh, stolen from Cal. There you go. And Imitation is the jokes sin- about Stanford. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and theft is the sincerest form of being a big, a little brother. <laughs> All I right, say so, that as a little brother. So we'll, we'll go. We'll go with that. Things, how many things have you stolen? Well, they're mostly handed down. Just like UCLA. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. I, oh, okay. Uh, so we'll go with those two. We'll go with your best Stanford joke, and you'll go with basically what has UCLA stolen from us. All right. So if you can email us with that, ballin. Awesome. Um, and yes, we are still working to get this on iTunes. We will try to get that done this week. I am hoping to get. Also, this done if this you week. have any music, send it in. Otherwise, we're just gonna play the Cal fight song on kazoos and you won't want to hear that as an intro <laughs> well, well trace can pantomime because he's got either that or we'll, we'll record we'll record um it's like a, this the golden blog writers singing the california fight song um yeah. at one of the that is a possibility <laughs> or we could have trace as ed sheeran just performing with a, with a keyboard and no sunny shine no okay oh. ain't no sunny shine thinking out loud <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for us. Uh, We will see you guys, or you guys will hear us again next week. And go Bears. Go Bears. Go Bears. Bears.